It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello, welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. My name is Tom Marvin, Senior Technical Editor here at BikeRadar.com and at MBUK Magazine as well. Joining me in the podcast studio of dreams, we have two of our video team today, actually. Uh, first up, we've got Tom Law. Here's our mountain bike presenter on the YouTube channel of BikeRadar.com. That was a weird way to put it. How <laughs> are you doing, Tom? Way to put it. I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? I am all right, thank you. And we have MBUK's resident videographer, Max Willman. How are you getting on, Max? Hello there. Yes, very good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, as I just told Tom. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> uh, Tom, what have you been up to in recent weeks? Uh, well, we've been in the Lake District, haven't we, Tom? Oh, we did, Recording yeah. some, uh, some hardtail action and lots of scripting for upcoming videos and lots of bike testing as well, which has been great fun, so... Feeling fit and strong at the minute, Good. which is oh, always nice. Nice. Any interesting bikes? Uh, I've got my new long-termer, which is oh. very nice. Nice Norco Fluid and a Curtis Hardtail, which I've been testing, Good. which is a lovely, lovely put-together little rig. Nice. Max, what have you been doing recently? Filming MBUK? Filming MBUK, filming MBUK, and filming more MBUK. Nice. It's been a dream. We've spent a lot of time at Bike Park Wales recently. Okay. Uh, ticking off various bits and bobs, and Will managed to... Uh, take off 47 trails the whole of bike park wales every single trail what in a day in a day and it actually did it with time to spare seriously yes seriously bearing in mind this was on an uh, electrified bicycle not right did he get the uplift or did he pedal it no no pedal power all the way no i think it totaled to around 106 kilometers or something nice that's i'm 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 impressed yeah yeah. you know will service is a great rider but it's not he's not one necessarily known for his pedaling no, no. In fact, I think he, he 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 has told me before that he's not that big a fan. No, he's not. On a personal level, Max, I believe you ticked off a little, a little, 
a little goal of yours. Oh, I don't what like did to, you do. I don't like to kiss and tell. But, oh, well, look, but, shall I kiss and tell? Yeah, well, well, f- feel free. No, go on, go on. Go on. <laughs> Take the credit. So Malvern's Festival went by a couple of weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were there, obviously I'm, I'm there to film. Um, but there were a few times where I got to put the camera down and, and get on the bike myself. And I made a beeline for the uh, airbag mm-hmm. <clears throat> because where I live, there's not many indoor skate parks with resi ramps and things like that. So I wanted to try and tick off uh, a bucket list item of mine, which was doing a backflip. Nice. And I managed to get it on my third attempt, which uh-huh. I think surprised quite a few Everyone. of us. <laughs> um, so you, you backflipped onto an airbag. Yes. Right. Uh, I'm going to put it out of there. It's not a proper backflip. No, no. Uh, dirt to dirt next time, Max, and then I'll give you some kudos. <laughs> all right, all right. Lovely stuff. Right. Well, no one's asked me how I am, so I'm very how, well. How are you, Tom? What have you been up to? You've just come back from a holiday, I believe. How, how was Crete? <laughs> thank you. Thank you both. Yeah, no, I've just come back from holiday, so I haven't ridden bike for a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, lots of sun, sea, sand, and a little bit of sangria. Um, so I had a lovely time away uh, with my lovely partner, Sarah, uh, and it was great. I got suntanned uh, and sunburnt because I'm very white. <laughs> <laughs> I reflect a lot of sunlight back. Yeah, I'm wearing glasses right now. You've <laughs> um, but I'm just about to head off. Uh, after that we've recorded this podcast, I'm going to go home and convert my daily van into a little camper because I'm going down to uh, the launch of a new bike that I'm not going to tell you about uh, for, for today. Uh, and then I'm going to go and race the X Merida, uh, the Merida X Enduro sponsored or powered by Shimano. I can't remember. The, it's a long name. Uh, it's a three-day Enduro down our, uh, near Minehead on Exmoor. And it is a fantastic weekend. I've done it a couple of times and I'm going to go down and do that. So I'm looking nice. forward to five days straight of riding bikes, which should be great. Right, we're going to move on because we've been here four minutes already and we haven't even tickled the topic of today's podcast, which is mountain bikers, would you rathers? Um, so, you know, when you're a kid, you know, at school, oh, would you rather do this or would you rather do this? Well, it gets a bit puerile and we're not going to go down that sort of route, but we have some <laughs> mountain biking ones that, Tom, you've very nicely come up with. Uh, this was, I think, your idea. I think it's a good idea. I think we came up with this in a pub in the late district. These kind of ideas do, don't they? They, they often do. The best of ideas are, yeah. are thought of around a pub table. They are. So we have uh, seven, but we are time limited. So we're yeah. going to work from the top. And Matt's got a great one while we went to get breakfast this morning. Oh, so well, an eighth. The, well, well, I think I might have put it on there. Yes, I did. You I put it on there. It on oh, so yeah. seven, seven is including the, the two that yeah. I tickled on. Now, if you don't really know what we mean by a would you rather, it's kind of like you've got two options, neither of which are particularly attractive, but you have to commit to one of the two. Um, and in a mountain biker's world, that means... Well, we'll start with the first one because I think we might as well just jump straight in. So, would you rather, number one, would you rather a rigid bike with a dropper post or a full suspension bike with a rigid post? Tom, what would you pick? I would definitely go for the first one. I've long been an advocate of dropper posts. I was a little bit resistant when they first came out, we but, all? as we all were. But yeah, I've been a total convert, and I almost point blank refuse to ride a bike now without one. Okay. Uh, your BMC that we rode in the lakes without one was yeah. an interesting experience. Uh, so yeah, for me, I would much rather rat on my wrist to pieces, but have a dropper post because I think you'd be able to just work around it a little bit more than having a full-size okay. bike, but having your ass way off the back of the bike. So do you think that the dropper post gives you more speed, flow, control, comfort and enjoyment than suspension does? Is that what you're basically saying? Yeah, I think it gives you more of a, 
especially me because I don't consider myself a particularly skilled rider. Right, Tom gives gives me uh, a, a bit of a safety blanket, a bit of a comfort. You know, I don't like being massively overbiked. You know, because I do like a pedal. So for me, having that dropper post so I can get my weight around a lot easier on the bike just just makes up for having a special. And I rode hardtails for ages as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm even riding one at the minute. Love so yeah, love a hardtail. Yeah, so kind of used to it really. So yeah, I'd much rather just have the dropper post given the choice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, well, we'll move to Max, and hopefully, for the sake of balance, you, uh, you'd rather a full suspension bike with a rigid post, but I know that you like old retro, and I'm not going to say how what I really think of old retro bikes, I don't like them, but you do, Max. So yeah, this is a hard one for me right. because I've, I've, I think I haven't done both. Currently, all of my full suspension bikes have dropper posts mm-hmm. because that's just the way things are. Um, for ninety nine percent, for ninety nine percent of the time, you know, maybe unless you're a slope duro rider mm. or you know that sort of enthusiast. I think I'm too old for that. <laughs> so. Yeah, but yes, my 1989 Peugeot Hurricane mountain bike, which classic. I am a classic. I absolutely love that bike. It's got a wicked paint job, very 80s looking, um, which makes sense because it's from the 80s. <laughs> but I have modded that bike beyond belief. It no longer has the short bars and long stem. It no longer has um, it no longer has a, a rigid post. Is right. the crux of it. So I put a dropper post on it. I mm-hmm. struggled to find a dropper post that would fit mm-hmm. that size tube for the seat, yeah. for the seat tube. So I had to put it in a lathe. I bought the cheapest possible dropper I could find, put it in a lathe, shaved off about, I think it was 0.5 of a millimeter <laughs> and used a lot of grease. And I managed to just about get it in there. It's a seat actuated dropper post. So you've got to physically put yeah, your hand yeah, underneath yeah. and pull it up. A little Michael Jackson. But I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Makes a world of difference. So you would also go for a rigid bike with a drop post? Well, probably not, no. <laughs> this, this day and age. You'd go for a full sus with a rigid post? I would go for a full sus ah, with a rigid post, yeah. You're quite right. You like, you like doing big jumps and apparently backflips that aren't actually legit backflips. <laughs> so I'm surprised at that. <laughs> maybe, are you, maybe you just have to stop and just put your saddle up and down. We'll give you that. You can well, have yeah, like a quick release class. Yeah, but we, isn't that how we all started? That's how we yeah, all that started. is how we how all started. started. Yeah, yeah. It's but just it suits, nostalgic. suits your style of riding a lot more, you know, that winch yeah. and plummet kind of thing. Like, we I like big yeah. miles, yeah. Tom. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys like putting the miles in. You're a pedal 
pedal hounds kind of guys, you know. Mm. Like I, I would much rather winch uh, okay. and plummet. Okay. I enjoy the chat. Maybe on the we pond. should maybe we should bring back the Crickley seat clamp for yeah. true winch and plummet lightweight. Uh, reliability. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, in terms of that balance, and I'm I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I love full suspension bikes with rigid posts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually am riding one at the moment. I've got a Cervelo ZSF5, uh, which is a full suspension XC race bike uh, with a rigid post. Which actually, in the world, in terms of um, top end XC race bikes, full suspension ones, it's actually a little bit of an outlier these days because it seems to be that XC full sus bikes tend to come with droppers. Because if you're going to ride a full sus bike on your XC course, because you've got a range of bikes to pick you're choosing it because it's a bit gnarly of course a bit rougher so actually the drop post is a worthwhile addition in terms of control whereas a lot of the hardtails are still coming with those rigid posts because if you're going to ride a hardtail it's probably because it's a smoother less technical track when therefore you might as well save the weight by having a rigid post he's really thought about this one yeah he's really thought uh, about I, i've done a lot of xc bikes this year a lot of hardtails and a lot of full surf so i've had a lot of time to think about these things right we'll move on to the next one tires that never puncture but have poor grip or grippy tires, but they puncture all the time. Max. I uh, I know that you, you you have your fair share of tubeless woes, Tom. I hate tubeless. I hate tubeless, yeah. I, I, I've recently, it's become a bother for me as well. And um, I think maybe that swayed my what my original answer may have been, but right. I think I would have to probably go for tyres that never puncture yeah. and then just avoid riding in the wet over, um, yeah. you know, I guess it doesn't really matter if you're riding over rocks and roots because they never puncture, but yeah. just avoiding riding in the wet, basically. Yeah. Good luck in England. Yeah. You, this year you would have literally ridden about once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're going with maintenance-free but also grip-free. 100%. Tom? I kind of had similar in the lakes, didn't I? Because I mm, pinch flatted my pinch lovely flat. big grippy Vittoria tyres, but I didn't puncture the basically no grip mm. tyres on your XC bike. So I'm torn on it. I really am. Mm. You've got to pick one. I think mm. I'd have to agree with Max. Oh. Go with tyres that would never puncture. Two for two. Tyres that would never puncture, but have lots of grip. But have no, no grip. No grip. Yeah. Okay. So what are we talking? Are we talking like completely bold, slick tires? No, or? just like basically like a hard compound, yeah, just like a hard like compound. terrible tread. Yeah. Basically like the tires are on your old retro bikes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. they also feature no, no. and have no grip. I replaced those as you well. You replaced those yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're, they're the best they could have ever been. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I was going to go actually for uh, non-grippy tires that don't puncture because I hate maintenance. Um, and actually, I quite there's, there is a little part of me that on the right track likes a tire that is a bit sketchy. It's quite fun. Mm. I quite like riding the wet for that yeah. reason, like the little puckeriness of uh, slipping and slapping over some roots and rocks. Unless, of course, you're riding Lee Woods here in Bristol, which is the most lethal, unpleasant. And <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Very good, very good. That's a little locals in joke there. I won't go into it. Um, but. I think there is something, though, for having super grippy tyres that punch frequently because super grippy tyres do actually let you go really fast and really yeah. fun. You'll have a lot of fun. And in the modern age of tubeless and those little tubeless sticky poo things that you jab through, actually, they work pretty well. And if you've got a, like a decent volume pump, you've got a big lasagna pump. I've got the uh, the one-up 100cc super pump. You can get a load of air in pretty quickly. And those little jibber-jabbers are pretty good these days. So... In terms of balance, I'm going to have to pull the short straw and have tyres that puncture all the time, but I will have lots of grip. So, yeah. 
That's fine. Sucks to be you. All right. <laughs> the next one. Oh, we are rattling through these pretty good. We're, we're 12 yeah, minutes well. 50 into this podcast recording, although obviously when you listen to it, it might not be quite the same because I think I hit go on my timer before we hit go on the record. That's an irrelevance, but we're getting through these pretty good. <laughs> right. Bike with 30-year-old geometry. So geometry from 1993, so terrible, um, but with modern suspension. <laughs> of course you love it, you idiot. <laughs> uh, or a bike with modern geometry, but with 30-year-old suspension, so elastomers. Hate it. <laughs> I think we know where you're going to sit, Max, so I'm going to go straight to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was Max even born in 1993? <laughs> are you 30, right? yeah, you I'm a bit of an old soul. <laughs> How old are you with Max? I was 94, so I'm uh, 29. You're 29, so you haven't even... You're not even 30. Right, we're talking about bikes older than you. Go on, Tom. <laughs> what are you having? Old bike, modern suspension, or new suspension, old bike? Very much in the rigid post versus like dropper post. I would definitely go with modern geometry. Having okay. ridden my old man's Rocky Mountain for a video recently, which isn't even 30 years old. No, like that, that probably had proper hydraulic suspension. Yeah, yeah. The, like, it had a, like an, an old RockShox SID, mm -hmm. but still a RockShox SID and a, basically what is still like a Fox float on the back of it. Uh, but the geometry was terrifying. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely have modern geometry every day of the week. It, but with ropey suspension, like but I we, mean, suspension from thirty years ago was not very good. Oh yeah, yeah. Like my da previous, my dad's bikes that had a Rockshox DSL on, which mm -hmm. was an elastomer fork. So mm -hmm. I know how bad they are. Mm -hmm. But they still made like you could buy like a one fifty mil travel like Rockshox Judy downhill fork. Good, yeah, dual chrome. So you could still have like it's not like we're saying that like oh yeah you've got to have modern geometry but only eighty mil of travel. You could still have like one hundred and fifty mils. It might be one hundred and fifty mils of really terrible, bad, terrible, terrible travel. <laughs> but you'd still have it. Okay. So yeah, okay. I, I would take geometry. All right, okay. Max? It's a fair argument. Um, I mean, funnily enough, that Peugeot I so know and love very well, um, that is the one thing I never did upgrade. I've kept it fully rigid. So I've never felt like the need. You know, you can put plusher tyres on mm -hmm. to get a smoother ride. So our older bike with... It was an older bike with newer suspension, right? Uh, you can have a bike with 30-year-old geometry, a.k.a. yours, yeah, yeah, but yeah. with modern suspension. Yeah. So I think that would... it. Hmm. I think you get yourself into trouble, Max. You get yourself into trouble anyway. Not as I bad do. as Nick, I do, our, I do our crash digital a lot. writer, who is constantly <laughs> in trouble. Uh, but you get yourself in trouble quite often, Max. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, this is true. I think, I, I think actually, it would be really interesting. That would be one upgrade I would like to try, mm -hmm. is put some... Proper modern forks. Okay, but travel appropriate. But tra yes, travel appropriate. Yeah, so I, w I wouldn't want to like ten mil. Yes, basically. Yeah, a gravel, fork, a gravel fork. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it works, if it fits the bill, <laughs> quarter right. mil travel rock shocks, Rudy on the front of your. There you go. There you go. Eighties. <laughs> There's a few of them kicking around on eBay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. All right, I I don't know if I can make a call on this. Uh, it's a hard one. It is just hard. think that is a hard one. Seventy two degree head angles. Mm. Yeah, I just think I'm, this is the point of a would you rather, isn't it? It's yeah, a hard decision. It's hard. I think I think I'm going to side with Tom. I think I'm going to go modern geometry, get loose, mm. uh, and but what I think what I'd do is I'd ask for as little terrible suspension as possible. I would go for those like the thirty, the forty mil Rockshock yeah. RS1 elastomer fork, 
um, beefed up. Maybe the thing I'd... is, I think I think you'd be you'd be kidding yourself because you'd be riding around on what is essentially a modern mountain bike and just realizing how twangy and horrible it feels. Mm-hmm. Whereas at least if you're riding a bike with thirty year old geometry, you know what to expect. You're going to rein yourself in a bit, yeah. but then you're going to have the plush suspension. You have grip. Yes, makes up for the terrible exactly. geometry. Max, I'm going with you. Uh, yes. I'm going to have an old geometry. <laughs> I mean, without wanting to upset the gravel meister that is Tom Marvin, <laughs> that's, that's basically a gravel oh, bike, not guys. A bike. No, <laughs> what have I been saying oh, all these years? Get out, get out, podcast over. You're not coming back. Uh, <laughs> but our next one actually does tie in with that. It does tie in. Okay, you can have one bike for the rest of your life, Max. You're never having another one, okay? Okay. Is it a drop bar bike with mountain bike tyres? So you can have a 2.5 wide trail Asagai, if you want, double yep. down, max grip. Yep, yep, yep. Or a flat barred bike with gravel tyres, so a 45C Maxxis Rambler. Oh, damn, that is really can hard. Can you do a backflip with drop bars? Uh, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next video on MBUK. <laughs> How much for an MBUK branded airbag? More <laughs> um, well, than we can afford. Yeah, oh God, I don't know. The thing is, I want to say drop bars with mountain bike tyres for the versatility because I still, you know, while I'm not as peddly as you guys, I do occasionally find myself yearning for a... 40 or 50 80k ride on occasion mm. very rare occasion on the 80k side mm. of things but if i had a drop bar bike with you know with that setup i think yeah i don't know no actually no i'm gonna have to stick with the flat bars just because i like to get a bit loose i like to get a bit poppy and you i get don't very think... loose with a 45 yeah <laughs> yes yes you would yes you would okay. uh plenty of shrouping i'm sure yeah. but also just mostly i don't think i could I could give up a wide flat okay. bar. I'm going to allow you like a big volume Max's Rambler. It's a good tire. I like the tire. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's got a good volume. It's got a nice, uh, as most Maxes do. They've got good sidewalls, so the carcass is real nice, supple. Yeah. Plenty of grip. I'll let you have a 50 C. Oh, I'll fantastic. let you have a 50 C. Oh, it's thanks, pretty mate. wide. Yeah. Mud cutters. Um, well, they're not very good in the mud, actually. Oh, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're all right. They're a good all rounder. They'd be all right. You can have them with you. you do Tom, thank you. Now. Th- you see, I came up with this one, but you is, did. is there a came limit? Up with all of them. I came up with all of them, yeah. <laughs> Minus is there the a last limit two. as to, to how wide your drop bars can be? Like, nah. Could you have like... Nah, legit. Any wide bar. Like, because there are some pretty wide There's drop bars. There's some pretty bars, wide bar, like... Huge flares. Yeah, exactly. Or you could even go like, just make one so you basically got like a 700 nah. mil... No. Too far? Too far. Okay. <laughs> Too wide. Too wide. Can I have... Like, bear in mind ridiculous... that you've got, you've got, you know, you've got road bike-esque like brake levers and everything here. So, so you, you kind of like flat bar top brake levers. No, 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 no. Just because no. Shimano made them, surely that means I can... Can't no. suicide okay. levers. So we're getting can't real nitpicky with the yeah, details. Now. We're basically talking here a gravel bike with mountain bike tyres or a mountain bike with gravel tyres. I, yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with Mark Sen in that case. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go with uh, the gravel bike with mountain bike tyres. Again... <laughs> Because I need to balance this out somehow. <laughs> uh, Would you, is that because of the versatility, though, and you like? There's a versatility there. Also, I think I could do more. I mean, I you know what we haven't talked about here is like raising the bars up nice and high, so you can still ride steeper, techy stuff with you. I mean, we we can hark back to the John Tomac days. Yeah, you know? that's true. I'll I'll channel my inner Tomac, <laughs> uh, and I'm, that's what I'm going to go with. All right then. 
cable drivetrain you never have to replace but need to adjust after every ride versus an electronic drivetrain you never need to adjust but need to charge after every ride. Now, I think this is like the easiest, the easiest of them. Straight up, if anyone disagrees with what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say mine first, again, you should just get out. I'm having an electronic drivetrain that I never need to adjust and I need to charge every single time. Are we agreed? Agreed. I absolutely agree. Excellent. Right. <laughs> we're, we're moving on. There is no contest. There is no, who wants to adjust a cable drive? Do you charge your phone every day? Charge Do you remember to charge your phone every day? Every day. Then you will remember so to charge Israelia every day, won't you? <laughs> right. We're moving on. <laughs> right. Number six. We have charged these. That's pretty good. Would you rather bring back long stems and narrow bars or rim brakes on your modern mountain bike? Yeah, this was my one. No, it was, oh, yeah, I can yeah. see. Yeah, go on then. Go on then, Max. You take the, take the <clears> charge <throat> on this one. So I would rather bring back uh, rim brakes. I would suffer the arm pump, probably because again, because I'm, I'm used to it here and there with my silly old bikes. But uh, I, again, it's a comfort thing. It's mm -hmm. a control thing. It's I want to go fast. I want to push my limits, and I just don't think I could do that if I had mini little bars with bull little horns and, uh, yeah, and really long, long stem. You think the handling twitchy. outweighs the braking? <clears throat> 100%, yeah. I mean, I would love to see a setup where you had, you know, a f full bull horn set up and a super long stem, but mm -hmm. then you've got, like, uh, code brakes on it. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm sure that they, they often say to go fast, you've got to be able to brake hard. Mm. Mm. I mean, you can go fast when you can't brake because you, you can't really slow down. <laughs> but in terms of racing... True. You know, in terms of but, truly going fast. But if you have the control, you have the wider bars, you arguably, because you've got more control of the bike, you can use the bike itself to do the braking. Ever heard of shralping? That slows you down. <laughs> yes. Crashing also slows you down. <laughs> that is there true. That, that is true. true. Yeah. Jamming your foot on the front wheel slows you down. <laughs> well, I don't think any of us hear BMX, but yeah. No, we don't. I no, <laughs> think that not. would end in disaster. So you're going to go for the short stem wide bars. And rim brakes. Yes. Tom, please have a different opinion. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be another <laughs> unanimous one. Because like, like, if you've got like a code with like a 220mm rotor on the front, but you've yeah. got a 500mm wide bar and yeah. a 120mm long stem, you're just going to go over the bars. Yeah. And that's not fun. Yeah, you might. You might go over the bars. That's what I mean. It's like you can have all the braking control you want, but mm -hmm. if you're literally having to like basically do a superman seat grab every time you go down something really steep like what's what's the point okay you might as well just go go down the rim brake route yeah yeah i mean i guess to be fair there are some good rim brakes out there you know like the the old times will say oh we used to use rim brakes for many many years which we did i remember using rim brakes for many many years and i remember my first set of disc brakes were terribly unreliable uh, and were an absolute nightmare and they spent more time in the shop than they did on my bike um what were the rim brakes that I had? Oh, Avid Arch Rivals. Yeah. They were classic. They had like, you know, we used to get the brake boosters, which are those like, you'd have your V-brake yeah. and then you'd have like this little hoop that bolted on and went over the top and it stopped the frame flexing because, mm. because it was in the olden days when bikes weren't very good. <laughs> and the Avid Arch Rival had that little hoop sort of integrated into the brake and they were genuinely really good brakes. They were really good brakes. They weren't the hydraulic rim brakes. No, so that no, was the Migura HS or the HS11 if we've been pedantic we've been as well. Pedantic, yeah. I had a set of them on, I had a Kona A, 
yeah. which was a full suspension single speed, like dedicated single speed. So the main pivot was around the bottom bracket. So it had like, and it had like a slotted dropouts or sliding dropouts. I can't remember which. I think it was a slotted dropout. Um, so no chain tensioner, single speed. And it came, well, the, the bike I bought off, um, it probably would have been the single track classifieds, I guess, had a set of HS33s. And again, like, Legit, good, How are good they? set of rates. Well, there you go then. Because, you know, you could be really pedantic with that and just say, well, I'll just get the best rim brakes money can buy. Well, yeah, which... It's still good. Yeah. Still good. Yeah. You have to deal, obviously, with, like, scraping, scrabbling brakes and them getting wet and muddy and, yeah. and ruining your rims pretty quickly. Yeah. I'd say for that Kona Ray, it also had the narrow bars and long stem. So it had the worst of yeah. both oh, worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's looking like... None of us are going to go for dodgy handling, but good brakes. Doesn't sound like yeah. it, does it? I think it's I'm closer. Sure. I think it's closer than we we give it credit. I'm sure if we had uh, Alex Evans here, he might disagree because he he likes to smash the end of his little fingers in quite a lot, doesn't he? Does. He gets nice and close to yeah, those trees, yeah. so he might benefit from a narrower bar. He's, he's also actually talented on a bike. He is. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> so yeah. Probably ride yeah. the long stem and narrow bars yeah. quite successfully, and would be going so fast that he needs good brakes. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. All right then. Well, we, we've. We've rattled on well. We're on our number seven, and we are drawing to a close of this podcast. So, for your dream hardtail build, would you rather the best forks money can buy, but having the worst tires money can buy, or the best tires money can buy, but the worst forks money can buy? Max. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would rather... What would I rather? I think I would... Uh, yeah, I think I would rather... See, my hardtail... I love a good hardtail. My hardtail <laughs> I've had for years... You love, you love old hardtails that love, aren't very good. No, 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 no. This is a modern hardtail. This is a modern <laughs> hardtail. It's the Saracen Zenith Elite from okay. 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had that bike for, well, ages well, mm -hmm. since since then. Mm -hmm. And it it's... Yeah, it's like my dream hardtail. But the only thing on it that I've really enjoyed, honestly, is the frame. The frame is the best part. Yeah. Um, everything else kind of sucked, if I'm honest. Um, it's all since been... Sorry, Saracen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's, getting one of them again. Uh, edit. For edit, the money, it was edit, good. Edit. <laughs> it was a budget bike. To be fair, it was a budget bike. I think it I think it retailed at uh, 18... 18, yeah. 1,800 for, for when Maybe it came out. Um, but yeah, it came with RockShox 35s. Yeah. Um, and you know, seeing as we're on a time limit, I could yeah, go, through, we the, I could go through the whole. I could go through the whole list of what the bike specs. But seeing as we're on a time limit, um, the Rockshox thirty fives I really disliked. Okay. They they were sticky in the winter, yeah. like they were notchy. Mm -hmm. um, so like the cold affected the seals and that sort of thing. And I've recently upgraded to um, di uh, Deviate Diamonds. Oh yeah, and Diamond. it's like yeah yeah. And it's like a completely different bike now. Oh, so you um, would go with good forks and terrible tyres? Good forks, terrible tyres, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Tom? I'm going to go with good tyres this time. Yes. Oh, finally. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with good tyres this time. Because again, like I've ridden bad forks before, uh -huh. you know, but good tyres, like they do they do make a difference. Like ge I'm, I'm very much like a geometry will overall everything. Mm. I always put geometry first, then tyres, then suspension afterwards. So for me, like tires all day long i'm here with you i'm here with you. i think especially on a hardtail yeah tires are so critical i mean tires are critical they are so critical but on a hardtail they're super super critical and the reality is on a hardtail the back end of the bike is getting battered around and the front of the bike is going to get battered around because if you've got a terrible fork on there it doesn't really like it kind of equals equals it out evens it out 
Um, whereas good tires are essential. Essential. Yeah. That's the word I was looking essential. for. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> my God. It's been a long morning. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm here with you there on that, Tom. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. See. Do you do you have any Tom that we haven't included? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a meeting in five minutes and I need a coffee. <laughs> of course I haven't got any more. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> no, no. All right. Um so we will wrap that up there. Thank you ever so much. Um if you have enjoyed this podcast, of course don't forget to leave us a rating. And if you've got any questions, comments, or you think any of us are wrong, and I'm sure most of you think we are wrong at some point, uh, what would you rather? Let us know. Our email address is podcast at bikeradar.com we love getting your emails so please pop them in suggestions for future topics telling us we're wrong uh feedback pop it all through to that email address we read every single one of them that come through and re- re- we react and we react to some of them as well right thank you max thank you tom and thank you for listening Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 